Support for What the F*** Happened to Breezy Blue comes from Olfactory, the internet's leading provider of narrative smells. From the burning books of Fahrenheit 451 to the sadistic stink of Fifty Shades of Grey, experience the rancid reek of your favorite books, movies, and TV shows. Download a free odor when you use the promo code BREEZY. Previously on what the f happened to Breezy Blue. My act doesn't even f***ing exist if it wasn't for Breezy Blue. She was bigger than Shelly Berman, bigger than Mort Saul. Bob Newhart wishes he sold as many records as Breezy Blue. Witnesses say the car was found overturned. The vulgar nightclub song. Nobody found. Nobody found. For Midwest of the Americas Radio, I'm Liz Ziegler. From the vantage point of the 21st century, it's hard to understand why Breezy Blue was so scandalous. Toys and boobies, uh, they've got a lot in common, right, ladies? I mean, they're made for kids, but it's Daddy who winds up playing with them. <laughs> I've heard dirtier jokes on This American Life. That's my producer, Glenn. With two ends. But Breezy's America was pretty different from the one we live in. If a woman had carnal thoughts, she'd better keep them to herself. Did you know comedian Mae West was sentenced to 10 days in a women's workhouse for starring in a Broadway show called Sex? I don't even know what a woman's workhouse is. When Breezy got her start, the country's favorite funny lady was Lucille Ball. On I Love Lucy, she and Desi slept in separate beds. Little Ricky is a mystery faux show. So let's be clear. Breezy Blue was playing a dangerous game. The establishment did not want to hear what she had to say. How far would they go to keep her quiet? The establishment is the worst. Or maybe someone else had it in for her. A housewife driven to jealousy by her husband's newfound object of desire? Or a jilted lover unwilling to share breezy blue with the world? If 13 years in public broadcasting have taught me anything, it's that breezy blue's disappearance was no accident. Someone was behind it. And that someone may have been a sock. Breezy Blue wasn't always a headliner. Everybody has to start somewhere. That's the good Reverend Screwloose, host of Wacky Wax, the classic comedy podcast. Breezy Blue was like a thousand other acts back then. You got your break by opening for other, more famous artists. Breezy was lucky. Early on, she got the gig opening for two of America's biggest stars. <laughs> Carol Sherwin and her little puppet pal, Porky Pie. Say, Carol, why don't you switch into something a little bit more comfortable, like a coma? Porky Pie, after all I've done for you? Oh, drop, Dad. That pig was sort of an asshole. Carol Sherwin and her teacup pig, Porky Pie, were staples on television variety shows of the 1950s. Your show is showing. Gabby Scott presents the Hormel Salted Pork All-Star Jamboree. With her blonde hair pulled back by a baby blue hairband, Carol was America's sweetheart. Plucky, peppy, the girl next door, in a neighborhood that probably never existed. But her pig pal was a different breed. America's first emotionally abusive sock puppet. 
You must have fallen from heaven, Kewo. Why do you say that, Porky Pie? Because you look like you hit the ground face first. Breezy Blue is the anti-Carol Sherwin. Risqué, body, borderline dangerous. Ladies, have you tried doing it on an elevator? It's wrong on so many levels! Then why would Carol book Breezy? She didn't want to be upstaged. I understand. Carol and Porcupine were on the back side of their career, so they had this idea. Bring on Breezy, she'd bomb, and then the lady and the pig would look like the funniest act in America. Of course, <laughs> that's not what happened. Carol Sherwin was yesterday. Breezy's time was now. Sex is not the answer, ladies and gentlemen. It's the question. Yes is the answer. Breezy Blue opened for Carol Sherwin and Porky Pie in a series of supper clubs across America. Godforsaken, miserable places like Fort Wayne, Akron, and Peoria. I'm from Peoria. By the time they hit Sioux City in the fall of 1959, Booker's had some tough news for Carol Sherwin. The two acts were flippity-flop. <coughs> now Carol and Porcupine were opening for Breezy Blue. So did you hear about the blind hooker? You really gotta hand it to her! Glenn with two ends was able to track down this rare radio interview with Carol Sherwin and Porcupine. Here's their appearance on the Sunny Side Up show with Omaha radio legend Lucky Lee Rothschild. And only two dollars and a quarter gets you an evening of laughs and song with your choice of southern fried chicken or prime rib. Mm -hmm. And your listeners get a free iced tea. Oh, did you hear that, folks? Sounds like a great night at the old Cumberbund Club with Carol, Porcupine, and their pal Breezy Blue. Breezy Blue is the old pal of mine, we. Uh, you two not get along, Porcupine? Breezy Blue is a howling, a Jezebel. She's whispered in the who's who of what the hell is that? Now just hold on, Porcupine. This is a Christian station. Oh, wait, we. Let's just say Breezy Blue is not my cup of tea. Mainly because I don't like huge steaming loads of human feces in my teeth. You're out of line, Carol. I didn't say it. It was Porky Pie. I want Breezy Blue dead. Dead! Do you hear me? If we were looking for a suspect in the disappearance of Breezy Blue, it's safe to say we found one. More on that threat after a word from our friends at Olfactory. It's easy to imagine the sights of bloody medieval battle or the sounds of a passionate courtroom argument. But when it comes to bringing your favorite narrative stench to life, we could all use a little help. This guy could use a good sniff. With more than 200,000 stinky stories in Olfactory's collection, you can carry a smell museum right in your pocket. Olfactory. Wake up and smell the story. So it sounds like a classic case of professional jealousy. Well, jealousy, yes. Professional, no. See, Carol Sherwin had a fella, and that fella was sweet and breezy. Here's more from our Fort Lauderdale interview with Saul Goldblatt, Breezy's longtime manager and confidant. He's 88 years old, 
with a sketchy memory that on good days is both contradictory and unreliable. Who are we saying? Carol Sherwin. The senator? With the sock puppet. Carol Sherwin. Good dancer. Ha-cha-cha. What she did with Porky Pie was okay, but she could really make those hips talk. Her lips never moved. Who was the fella? Nate. Greasy stuff in his hair, sansapelt slacks. He decides he's got the hots for Breezy. You can hardly blame the pig. For? The crime. Ruled an accident. But get real, sis. Amazing, really, that a sock could pull it off. It's 1959, and Breezy's tour is selling out. All the papers are writing about her. Saucy songstress Breezy Blue, the outstanding performer of her type, that kind of thing. So, it's Friday night at Stan Patter's Locomotive Lounge in Kansas City, Mizzou. Nate snags a table in the front row just to see Carol, or so he says. But Carol and the sack puppet, no different, right? So, Porky Pie, who somehow has an elevated understanding of theatrical electronics, crosses a few wires and rigs the microphone. The plan was, Breezy grabs the mic and zapperoo! She's shrimp toast. So Porky Pie's plan didn't work? The mic didn't zap? Oh, uh, it zapped all right. See, Nate threw back a few old fashions during the Porky Pie act. Now it's in a mission. And he thinks he'll sneak up on stage and have some fun. Uh, you know, sing a little hound dog and swing his pelvis around. Oh, no. Shrimp toast! Carol never forgave Porky Pie. They were done, finished, and they never worked together again. But Carol was Porky... Shh. But... You don't give away a magician's secrets. She was a ventriloquist. <laughs> The whole thing. It's just so sad. Breezy fell in love. Her man gets zapped. Hold on. Whoa, your horses. Who said Breezy was in love? I just assumed. Our men fell in love with Breezy Blue, but not the other way around. Maybe she was flattered. You'd send her candy. She'd eat it. But she didn't have time for any of that mush. She must have had dozens of lovers. Says who? All her sex jokes. All her flirting with men. And women, are you saying she wasn't active? Breezy Blow was a floozy. But Norma, she was what yeah, you kids would call a, uh, a... A dork? A wallflower, a goober, a trekkie, what have you. After the show, she loses the big wig and sneaks to the hotel, writes a new song, irons a dress, works up a crossword puzzle, maybe a, a little brandy to help her sleep. There's your sexual revolution right there. That sounds like one of your Saturday nights, Liz. I think what Glenn is trying to say is, that sounds lonely. Oh, yes. It was lonely. We ended up making one other visit before we returned from Florida, thanks to a phone call that came in after our last episode. My name is Brittany Fishbein. I'm a professional gator wrestler, 
and I just might be the last surviving family of Breezy Blue. Okay, consider us intrigued. We met Brittany at a golf course in nearby Pampano Beach, where she's just removed a six-foot alligator from the water hazard on the 16th hole. She's covered in colorful gator tattoos that appear to be covering up actual reptile bites. No matter how you look at it, something's infected. Uh, Gators show up in folks' swimming pools, drainage ditches. A girl can make a good living hauling them out of there. Brittany pauses here to take a picture for her popular, disturbing Instagram account. You on Instagram? Glenn, with two N's. Brittany, I got two T's. Liz, help. You had something you wanted to show us, Brittany? Mm Mm-hmm. Just let me throw this fella in the back of my truck and we can talk. In the cab of her foul-smelling truck, parked in a gravel golf course parking lot, Brittany Fishbein shares a shoebox full of memories. There's not many of us Fort Lauderdale Fishbines left. Here was my daddy, Earl. Handsome. Electrocuted on a metal prison toilet. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. My mama, Pensacola, got folded up in a hide-a-bed couch. Smelled her for weeks before they found her. Turns out, the Fishbines have a family history of unfortunate deaths. Uncle Stank, Viagra overdose. Is that a thing? Apparently. My cousin, Lou Shell, tried to go over Niagara Falls on a Segway. Don't know what she was thinking. My brother, Joshathan, cactus fight. He lost. Uncle Zucker, choked on his own beard. Great Aunt Marinica, festering toe syndrome. Cousin Grundy, molasses flood. Oh, this here's my daddy's brother, Maynard P. Space shuttle accident. Listen, when NASA puts a don't open this hatch sign, they ain't playing. I'm so sorry for your loss, Is, But what does any of this have to do with Breezy Blue? So I love true crime podcasts, right? And I downloaded yours hoping there would be some freaky blood and guts for the long drives out to the swamp. Knock it off back there! Not as dangerous as they look? Oh, they'll come right through the cab window and bite your arm off! Snappity snap! Liz! Oh, you're adorable. But anyways, I heard what the old man was saying about Norma Fishbine. She's talking about Saul Goldblatt from our last episode. She wasn't breezy back then, just plain old Norma Fishbine. A regular girl from the neighborhood. She showed up on time, didn't steal, always had the Rolaids. What's not to like? See? This here's Norma Fishbine. Brittany hands me an old Polaroid marred with cigarette burns. It's probably a woman? The picture is pretty blurry, backlit by the Florida sun, badly faded from time. It's a person for sure, wearing what appears to be a party dress, though it could also be a garbage man's coveralls. Hard to say. Aunt Norma worked cocktail lounges right around the time that guy says she became breezy blue, right? Ain't nobody ever heard from her since then. 
No news of some crazy oil rig disaster or midget rodeo catastrophe. You add two and two, and I figure I'm four. I'm sorry? She's Breezy Blue. Norma Fishbine. My Aunt Norma. It's pretty convincing. The timing, the disappearance, the name, it all works. Could Brittany be the clue we needed to find out what the f*** happened to Breezy Blue? I was awful proud to hear about all those records she sold and those shows, hundreds of them. Not to mention the trail she blazed for women. She was a free speech pioneer, a warrior who battled to end hypocrisy and sexual repression. Sure, that was good. So, what I want to know is, where's my money? I'm sorry? I figure I'm her only family left. Trust me, everyone else is dead. Uncle Breach, exploding horse, cousin noob, drowned in his own bathtub gin, great aunt Bessica. No, I, I get it. The fish pines don't retire. So, where do I go? Lawyer's office? Who do I... Brittany, I'm sorry, but as far as I know, there's no money left behind. I mean, where would it be? You tell me, Liz Ziegler. Where would it be? I would know how? You tell me, right, Glenn? Yes, but that's because I don't always know when I'm saying inappropriate things. Okay, I can play dumb too. Let's talk about all the money you're making off the fish by a name. You understand this is a podcast, right? I mean, I can get you a promo code for a free smell. This is bullshit. Maybe we can help each other out. If we could talk to some of your living relatives, maybe we could find... Uh, that sounds like a lot of work. And I got a gator to get to the swamp, so if you don't mind... You want us to... Get out, please. Right. Sure. Life owes me money, Liz Ziegler. And Glenn, hit me up on Instagram, okay, Shug? Maybe Brittany Fishbine is related to Breezy Blue, but so what? I feel like we're farther away than when we started. It's like Breezy was right here, and now she's gone. Like your favorite pair of socks when one inevitably goes missing. It's around here somewhere, but where? I know this. Breezy Blue doesn't deserve to be lost to the lint trap of history. I guess we have no choice but to pull the threads and see what happens. Even if that means we just make bigger holes. Oh, and there was this, earlier this afternoon. Hello? Mind your business, Liz Ziegler. You don't want to get your beard stuck in the letterbox. Beard? What? Hello? Caller unknown. They always are. You don't spend 13 years in public radio without learning to ignore ominous phone calls. You want me to stay over, just in case? We're not going through this again, Glenn. It's not like that. I'd just stay on the futon and, you know, guard the futon. No threats are going to keep us from answering the question, what the f*** happened to Breezy Blue? 
What the f*** Happened to Breezy Blue is produced by Glenn Mazzara and me, Liz Ziegler. Good job, Liz. Your tax dollars did not fund any portion of this podcast. Support for What the f*** Happened to Breezy Blue comes from Olfactory, inviting you to stop and smell the stories. Make a stink with Olfactory. What the f*** Happened to Breezy Blue is a production of Midwest of the Americas Radio. If you liked this episode of What the F*** Happened to Breezy Blue, please share it with a friend. If you haven't already, please subscribe and review. It really makes a difference.